Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg, and with me today is Cody Ender. Cody is a spiritual teacher, energy healer. He's the co-host of his own podcast called Energy Matters. He has dedicated his life to spreading awareness of the communication between the cosmic nature of reality and a living soul grounded in the physical experience. Cody runs metaphysical training programs that allow individuals to understand their clairvoyant and healing abilities. And his next intuitive training course happens this spring in 2020. Welcome, Cody. Hi, Marla. Thank you. Thank <laughs> My, you for having me. I'm so happy here. to have you here. I know I remember sure. our conversation and I enjoyed you so much and enjoyed the, the exchange. So, yes, it was great to, to chat and get to know you a little bit. And here you are. So welcome, yes. welcome, welcome. So I start at the beginning. When did, were you born with your abilities? Do you aware as a child that you were, that you had these abilities, gifts, talents, whatever you want to call them? Well, in some ways, perhaps I was aware of some things, but, you know, we didn't really have the language to know what it was. I think a lot of times, I think everybody has a certain level of intuition or we could say everybody's psychic in one form or another. It manifests in a lot of different ways. And so some of the things that we experience when we're younger that are really a reflection of those abilities, uh, nobody recognized that recognizes them as that, right? So having an imaginary friend, when we get older and we start to explore the idea of spirit guides, we suddenly realize, oh, maybe that imaginary friend was my spirit guide, right? And and so yeah. there's experiences like that that we have that are very much in tune with intuition and, and psychic abilities, but they get invalidated. And, and sometimes they get really discouraged even. And so we end up turning off our abilities. But yes, I had some of those kinds of experiences. Uh, I think for me, one of the, the bigger things reflecting back uh, growing up was that I tended to see energy around people. I tend to see things that really didn't make sense. So, you know, because we didn't have a language or a way to express, oh, here's what it means when you see this around someone or you perceive this. And so a lot of my experience early on was that the world kind of didn't make sense, right? It wasn't what I was being shown about the world wasn't making sense until I kind of discovered this metaphysical, intuitive perception or way of looking at the world. And suddenly many things started to fall into place. So I have a quick question about imaginary friends since I don't remember having one, but you do. Right. Do imaginary friends or your guides who are coming to you as imaginary friends, do they come with to you as age appropriate? Meaning, you know how people say, well, I'm talking to my friend Bud or Joe Jr. or whoever, right. you know, do they come back to you at your age? So if you're five, they come back to you sort of as a five-year-old? Right. Well, that my experience was, yes, that, that the um, – kind of guide that I was communicating with and had interactions with showed up kind of as a similar 
similar age. Yeah. Um, In present time, like when I work with guides, they come back in a lot of different forms. Um, But usually they, um, you know, I I work with healing guides or I might work with guides to channel that are ascended or whatever. So they'll, they'll have varying ways of kind of showing up for sure. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious about the childhood one too because right. I I didn't have that experience to see you know have my imaginary friend and know that right. you know he's he's five years old and he likes what I like and you know we right. have fun conversations right and that was just my experience I, I can imagine that other people had their own unique experience so yeah. Everybody always does, right? So right. every every experience is unique to who and who and what they are and what situation they're in and what kind of guidance they need. So for example, if you're in an abusive household and you're getting beaten and criticized and verbally abused as well as physically abused, I would sure venture to guess that when your guides come in, your your imaginary friends, you know, it's someone to be able to share your feelings about what's happening at home and they might be able to share guidance, how to deal with it. Right. So some guides can be very helpful in, in that kind of a way for sure. But are those children, the imaginary friends, I, I don't mean to get stuck on this, but you've brought it up and for some reason I'm being guided to ask these questions. Um, does the child, not the imaginary friend, but the child have to ask for help before the imaginary friend shows up? Or do they just sort of think it's somebody you meet in a playground and become friends, even though they're not real? Like very much six, was it six cents kind of thing? Right, kind of, yes. Um, you know, that's that's an interesting question. I think we have a lot of questions like that when we start to talk about uh, psychic uh, levels and and kind of the other side because there's so many things that we come in with already having an agreement or already having a connection so the child may not have to consciously ask for that but maybe before the child came into the world there was a spiritual agreement with their guides i think we all have some form of guide and guidance that we come in with that that agreement already kind of written about how it is to show up for us or, and, and whether the world gets in between us and that experience or invalidates it and shuts it off or not, that's, that's kind of the experience of life, right? That's kind of the condition where we're dealt with is like how to, to discover that in ourselves, how to open up. So, so it's not that you have to ask consciously of many things. It's that maybe it was already there. that's an interesting perspective that I didn't even think about is that it's pre-agreed to like, please don't let me go to this worth by myself. Please bring me somebody to help me (laughs) before you go in. I'm I mean, I'm sort of joking, but I can just almost say before down here. Yes. And before becoming a, a child or before incarnating back into the world, you are a spiritual entity that's fully formed. And so maybe those, some of those guides are, you know, a soul group or a peer group, and they're there to help you along a, a journey. Um, so that we see that very often when we look at people. Yes. I find that so fascinating. And so this, uh, so I want to just go into the next phase of life. You're now a teenager, you're in high school. Do people know that you have this special ability? Do they come to you because they know, or is it something you sort of either shut down or hid? 
Yeah, at at that point, I think it was somewhat hidden. You know, I don't know that how much attention I I gave uh, this ability really in an external sense uh, in the world, especially as a uh, kind of preteen and early teen. The real experience that I think woke me up to this ability was at age 14, I got my first psychic reading. And so I happened to to be out with my aunt, you know, my crazy aunt. Everybody has one of those <laughs> that'll take you to do things. And uh, and she was taking me out for a day um, on the town, so to speak, for my birthday out shopping. And that we were in a bookstore and there was a psychic upstairs. And she said, wow, do you want to get a psychic reading? And I said, yeah, that would be very cool. Um, so we went up and, and talked to this lady. She was a palm reader. And uh, this would have been back in, I don't know, like 81 or something. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Um, and and really what it turned out was my aunt wanted to get a reading too, right? So she was really interested. So she, she went first, um, which I was happy to let her do because I, I really didn't know much about right. this. But what happened to me in that reading was uh, I got to sit in on it, which uh, we usually don't do in our or the readings we do these days because right. it, it kind of can create an interference. But luckily, this uh, psychic didn't didn't mind, and, and I got to sit in on it. And as she started to read my aunt, and my aunt would ask a question, uh, I would suddenly have the answer in my head, and I like knew. And then the the psychic would say the same thing. And and this happened a couple of times. I really didn't have much thought about it. It was just happening. Did the and psychic then, say anything wrong and you got a different answer? No, I okay. just I just kind of <laughs> intuit knew I was in this. But she was going to the answer flow. and you both got it. Right. And so it was like this really kind of epiphany where it's like, wow, this is easy. And it kind of makes sense to me. Like the world, that lens to the world kind of made sense to me all of a sudden. And, and what I learned later as when I start to teach people how to be psychic is that one of the best ways to teach someone to open up to their psychic energy is to get them around someone else who's already vibrating at a higher psychic energy and they just tend to match it and suddenly you're, you're there. So I just matched her energy uh, unbeknownst to me and my psychic awareness opened up and I, I saw what she was seeing. And and that really sparked my interest, right? I, I'd already kind of had an interest in the metaphysical world and, you know, in the force. Maybe back then there was this whole uh, definitely uh, opening in society of, of kind of this sense of that there's an energy world behind everything, you know, that uh, energy is real. And and even though it was kind of maybe coming through the media, uh, through movies and things, but that was really there in in my mind. And then to have that experience, um, I became very excited about exploring this. And in fact, when I got my reading, uh, I, I listened to it. We we taped it back then, of course. So yes. I listened to it uh, a decade later. And and I, at 14, when she asked me if I had any questions, she kind of read me first and said, do you have any questions? And I, uh, I only had one question, which was how to develop my psychic abilities. And, um, and that kind of was the, the beginning, maybe, of consciously this, this path. And about four years later, I found a place that could answer that question. In other words, it could teach me, you know, how to develop. Uh, my psychic abilities teach me meditation and energy healing and 
and that kind of awareness. So it was very Which cool. is amazing. That's a great story. So what is it to be psychic to you? Um, well, to be psychic, you know, it's, it's kind of, that's like the umbrella word, right? Because we have all these different abilities, actually, that I would consider our innate spiritual abilities. So uh, to, the word psychic in, it, in its essence means soul essence or connected with the soul or spirit. Um, so I think to be psychic in, in a real general sense is to be aware of uh, energy, to be aware of that other, of spirit, let's say, of that other side of things, to have some sense of connection and openness to that. And we express ourselves and our energy um, in the world, you know, when we're in touch with that deeper soul self, we're, we're kind of being psychic. So it's not necessarily to see the future or to know what's going to happen, uh, but to be connected with that flow of energy and, and life so that you stay in that flow. So what you're here to uh, kind of grow into and manifest uh, and be connected with and aware of is, is flowing into your world uh, through you when you're grounded and connected with that part of yourself. So to me, that's being psychic. And then we have all these abilities. Clairvoyance is to see energy. Clairsentience is the ability to feel energy. Uh, many clairaudience uh, is like the ability to hear spirit and guides and stuff like that. So we have all these ways of talking about uh, different aspects of our uh, psychic or spiritual abilities and, and awareness. And, and then we kind of need to learn how to, to interpret that, how to make sense of it, right? We can have a lot of input uh, that impacts us and we feel things or we experience it and become the effect. But it's a whole difference. And so you're very psychic at that point, but you're also becoming the effect of everything. So it's a whole different step to learn how to use your abilities to kind of interpret and read all that input, make sense of it, um, and in many ways, release a lot of it. Right, because the empath can absorb so much. Oh, yeah, they're like sponges, they absorb yes. everything. Yes. They can feel other people's feelings. They can hear other people's thoughts, right. you know, and they take it all in. Or you just, you just energetically have all this debris you're carrying around with you. And so, my visualization of it is sort of like you're walking with a bunch of, you know, those old steamer trunks uh -huh. behind you, filled with garbage that doesn't belong to you. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Growing up uh, on the peanuts, I like the image of Pigpen because it's just like a <laughs> cloud of noise around you that could be there when That's you're really highly sensitive, you know. Um, so, so learning to tap into or get connected with these abilities, in part, uh, it's, it's not just to kind of be psychic out in the world, but to kind of manage your own energy and learn how to heal yourself so that your psychic abilities don't kind of drive you nuts, so to speak, or overwhelm because they can very much overwhelm us. And it can be very confusing if you're feeling all of, of the energy and you're hearing the, the kind of thoughts. If you're, you're clear picking up, and you keep right. hearing all this information. Or, clear, or telepathic. It, well, and it can be very difficult to tell what's yours and what isn't. So sometimes the highly sensitive empath is not just, 
kind of experiencing their emotions, but they're experiencing other people's emotions as if it's theirs. And that can be very confusing because then you kind of get caught in this place of, well, why can't I change how I'm feeling? And uh, a real good rule of thumb with energy awareness is that if you can't change it or release it, uh, it's probably not yours. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah. your energy, you can change, control, direct, right? You right. can do whatever you want with it. So when you say you, if you can't release it, it's not yours, but then don't you? I think I misspoke. If you can't change it or direct it or make okay. it something different, uh, it's not yours. So then what you do have to do is release it. It's just move to the place to let go of it. In other words, it's not mine. I can't do anything with it. And there's lots of tools and techniques to come into that place of awareness and and come to the place to where you can start to separate those um, uh, energy awarenesses and release what's not yours. So that is part of the practice. Yes. Yeah, because we don't want to we don't want to not be able to release stuff, especially the stuff that doesn't belong to us. Right, but the the big key point is there that if you don't recognize that it's not yours, then you you won't release it, right? So it's, that's right. the step of awareness and intuitive development that we, we teach in our, in our training is how to kind of recognize what is your energy and what isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And so I have the belief that everyone is psychic. I'm going to yes. assume that you, it's just that either they live in their head or they don't know how to tap into that. Right. Yes. I have the belief that everybody is psychic to the point that uh, similar to what you just said, that those two aspects are true. But I also think we often become the effect of it and don't realize that that we're becoming the effect of something we're picking up or reading. And so then we end up kind of dramatizing it in ourselves, you know, as a feeling or a fear uh, or, or some consideration that just seems to, to be there persistent. Um, so, you know, I, the person that I taught from, he used to, to do these great open lectures to the public and it was entitled, you may be psychic, not crazy. And, <laughs> and I thought yes. that was a wonderful title because it really speaks to that part of us where we, we pick up this information and the world will tell us, well, that's crazy. Uh, but in truth, when you start to really, uh, explore and study, uh, mysticism and, and psychic awareness, you realize that, no, that's that's actually your sensitivity at work. That's your abilities uh, going, you know, unrecognized perhaps, but certainly turned on. Yeah. That's very interesting. And I, and I have to say it resonates with me. What you're sharing truly resonates. And so if somebody was starting out and they wanted, they said, well, what if there was one book a beginner should look at to start, you know, tapping in, what book would it be? Um, I, you know, I like Eckhart Tolle. I think he's done a wonderful uh, job of bringing just that centered, calm, quiet perspective. And that's like a great jumping off point to then start to go to the next level. Like you have to kind of get inside yourself in a, and find that calm, quiet place to then hear that um, subtle input from the psychic world and interpret it and be non-reactive to it. That's the tricky part. Yeah, neutrality. But we're yes. going to come back. We're going to take a break. We'll be yeah. right back to talk more with Cody. And 
being psychic, what spirit guides are, his practice, and his podcast. So stick around. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Tune in every week for Inspired Chi Radio with A.J. Johnsack and Tracy Sanginetti. Do you sometimes feel like you have no direction? Every one of us is a soul with a body, not the other way around. Discover your talent and purpose. Tracy and AJ help you create your most authentic life and master your powerful, positive energy using modalities like hypnosis, tarot, and your own individual Akashic records. Join us live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited. This conversation with Cody Ender, my guest, is amazing, and I'm enjoying it so much, and I hope you are too. If you're new, if you just tuned in, Cody is an intuitive reader, healer, and medium with over 35 years experience. He doesn't look it, but he he says it's 35 years. He's done tens of thousands of energy readings and healings and has taught thousands more to meditate and to tap into their intuitive abilities. He is the founder of his um, intuitive vision classes, and you can find him at intuitivevision.net. He also is the host of his own podcast called Energy Matters. So look that up as well if you have a chance. And if you want to get in touch with Cody, it's Cody, C-O-D-Y, at intuitivevision.net. Welcome back, Cody. Oh, thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. So we were just talking about, you know, tapping into 
psychic abilities, what book somebody, if somebody was starting out, what book, what one book would you recommend? And you were just talking Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, as a first step into, I think, just connecting with that uh, awareness of energy and spirit and that there's something kind of beyond uh, the physical and and the just kind of emotional drives. You know, there's the subtler energy body that we become aware of when we shift our our attention into this place where we're tapped into our intuitive and spiritual abilities. And in, in one way, you know, we live in the analytical world, the analytical mind very often, and I think we shift over into something we could call the intuitive mind. Uh, we start to kind of look at the world through a lens of uh, like energy awareness, maybe I would call it. Um, and, and that's really kind of where, where I live in terms of teaching is teaching someone how to, to open up into that perspective and that awareness and then how to balance that with living in the world. Like you, it's great to be psychic and to be sensitive and open to, to the energies, but it's also really important to be grounded and, in the body. And, um, you know, many of the people that come to us to learn, there's, uh, there's very different kinds of people that want to explore this because it is just an inner journey that something awakens in someone. And so anybody can, can have that, um, you know, open up and they, and they have to pursue or discover it. Uh, but many people come who are really open on a psychic level and, and their first step is learning how to kind of gain control of it to uh, almost like turn it down or focus it, let's say, because we can be too open and there's just too much to process. And don't you find that when it's when you're open or people who are that wide open, it's almost like you have a, sh- a shop sign that says open all the time and you're constantly being bombarded with information right. and conversations and people wanting you to do something. And it's like learning how to turn the sign off saying, closed for business today, you know, we'll let you know when we open again. Yes. So as you learn how to kind of control your energy and and set where you want to be in your psychic abilities, you start to create a little bit of a buffer from the world. But when you're wide open, it all tends to come in. And uh, energetically, you get noticed when you're that open. And, and yeah. And they found a lot of schizophrenics are really not schizophrenic. They just keep hearing the voices of spirit. Right. And they know how they need to learn how to control and and sort of wrangle the energies up so that you can control when you want to talk to them or want to let them in or or when you don't. Right. And there's many kind of levels of maybe phobia where, you know, you're afraid to go around crowds and different things like that, that are directly related to how sensitive you are psychically. And as you learn how to, to kind of manage your psychic energy and in a sense, protect yourself, uh, you gain a back a little bit of that freedom to be able to get out in the world. For those listening who feel that this might be their situation, do you have any tips or techniques that they can use something quick and easy where they are able to then um, manage that energy, like, like put up a sphere of energy protection around them or what, what is it you would teach them? Yeah. And there, there's a number of different things that, that we would kind of teach someone in the beginning, but one of them is that kind of sphere, not so much of, of protection because we don't really want to become uh, resistant 
in the world. Like resistance draws an energy to us just as much as openness might. Um, so there's kind of this happy medium, which is in that realm of, of being neutral, but aware. And so, you know, if you kind of close your eyes and you bring your attention uh, into that intuitive part of your, your head, that mind's eye, um, it, it can be very helpful to imagine then a bubble around you that is like a defining um, edge that's not rigid, not, not like a, a shield and sword, you know, it's not like right. back off. It's knowing where is the edge of me and where is everything else? Because when you're sensitive on a psychic level, if you don't know where the edge of you is, you tend to be sensitive to everything else that's out there. And once you kind of pull your energy back in and you have this sense of where the edge of you is, then you have this little bit of an opportunity to decide what to be sensitive to or tune into and to decide what to kind of not let in, in a sense. So you, you start to create this space of choice. And when we're open and it's out of control, that's scary. And when we have a little bit of awareness and a sense of ability to choose what we tune into, that becomes very empowering. It's, it's exciting, actually, because that's where we start to then be able to really develop in our uh, psychic intuitive abilities, yes. Which is amazing. And for, yeah. for what I, when I talk to people who are empathic and they're telling me how they're bombarded and they're, what I, so my visualization is, so your energy field is like a fishing net, Right. And it's wide open. And, you know, you're walking down the street with this net that, like, might be 16 feet across. I'm just using that as a number. Right. And everything in that path, oops, any, everything in that path, you're picking up like a fishing net. Yes. So visualize that net coming in within inches of your energy field, like an inch or so, and you won't have to worry about picking up so many people's debris. Right. Right. So very often uh, it, it can feel like it's all coming in, but very often we're kind of going out to it as well. Like we're putting some attention on it. And so we, we tune into it essentially. And then of course we, we pick it up and it does come in at that point because that's just how psychic you can be. You can be that sensitive uh, for so sure. True. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So let's talk about how meditation plays in to developing your abilities? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you don't have to meditate to develop your psychic abilities. You could sit with uh, those uh, aware, put attention on the the sensitivities and you would start to get information. Uh, You could open yourself up in a number of different ways to spirit or to seeing energy or feeling, and it'll happen. we, the work that I do is the foundation very much is meditation. It is about getting into a place to recognize what is your energy, what isn't, so that you can process the information. Um, so that you don't, you, you end up, uh, kind of releasing whatever, you know, as you pick it up and read it, then you're able to release it and, and let go of it. Um, so that's the, the problem with, uh, just opening up our psychic abilities is uh, we tend to get overloaded with energy and maybe you start to pick up a lot of information, but pretty soon, you know, you're carrying a lot of pain 
like you say, that big trunk behind you right. is full. So meditation is the way that we safely open up our psychic abilities, tune into someone, get all kinds of information that's valuable both to them and to me as a reader. I mean, part of teaching someone to read is teaching them how to expand their awareness as they read, to get answers, their answers as they read as well, um, to kind of reflect back on what they're seeing and, and internally take a step and grow. Um, so we grow as a reader uh, to the degree that we can process what we're reading and release what, what maybe comes up and then replenish ourselves. So meditation is kind of that process, let's say. So then I'm going to ask, do you think guided meditations are helpful over just running the meditation yourself, you know, having either your music or your silence without the guidance? Uh, I think they're both valuable. Um, certainly in the beginning, one of the things that happens when you start to move into, uh, it's not just meditation, but when you start to move into psychic awareness through meditation, is you start to oftentimes go into this place, uh, we call it just going unconscious, but it's just like you kind of drift off. And maybe you drift off into a thought, or maybe you just drift off into nothingness for a while. And then you come back and it's like, whoa, 10 minutes went by. I, you know, I was in the middle of trying to work energy in this way and then, and then it just went off. Uh, so having a guided voice helps us stay on track in the beginning. Um, you know, what I teach in my trainings is ultimately how to do it yourself, how to be self-sufficient and fully empowered. So the ultimate goal would be that you could sit down and move into a a space of energy work, meditation, uh, and stay focused and work for an hour and, and get up and, you know, go about your day. So, uh, without outside guidance, but I, I, we do both really. So personally, how many times a day do you meditate? How long do you suggest one meditates at when they're beginning or even down the road? Um, it, you know, it's, it's very kind of personal to get in touch with your body and see how long it can kind of sit and meditate in the beginning. Um, so, cause if we just kind of put the bar too high, it's like trying to go in and start to exercise too hard. You'll do it once. And then that was too hard and it's hard and to get won't back be able to, to walk it. the next day. Right. And so you can't get back into it the next day. So um, starting in the beginning with guided meditations can be very helpful. So maybe they're only five minutes, then they're 10 minutes in their 15 minutes. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a threshold at about 20 minutes that you break through a wall. So if you can do work yourself up to a half an hour, uh, you'll tend to start to see a significant difference when you get to that kind of half hour point. Um, an hour a day would be really wonderful if we can do that. Uh, none of us uh, necessarily have that time, but we have to time, we have yeah. to create it, you know. Uh, but there's two schools of thought here that I would would offer. So one is so I teach meditation tools and techniques, psychic energy working tools and techniques. So one aspect of the tools and techniques are that you use them out in the world. So you go into a situation more grounded, more present in your. Um, third eye and, and seeing energy and interacting with energy. Um, and so all those tools, you want to practice them as much as you can. We start to incorporate them into how we 
interact in the world. And then there's the meditative side of those same tools where you go inward and you work your own energy with them. So you get grounded and centered in a certain way. You move energy through the body in a certain way that opens up, aligns, and then opens up the upper chakras. We tend to live in the world in in the lower chakras because that's where we interact with emotion and power struggles and survival. So uh, shifting into our psychic awareness in one way is about uh, opening up into those upper chakras. And that we, we create the space where it's safe to do that when we're meditating. And then we build that to where we start to bring it out into the world, if that let's, makes sense. Let's talk about opening up the Kundalini with psychic awareness. Do you need to open up your Kundalini totally? Uh, that is a really, that's a great question because that's a really powerful energy. And we don't work with that energy in the beginning. So we work with some uh, connections to like the cosmic energy forces and the earth energy forces. So we work with a balance between uh, kind of the earth and the body and being grounded and opening up to the cosmic energies and that information of the cosmic consciousness. So that's like the first step that we work on. Then as you kind of get aligned with your chakras and you get your energy system cleaned out, then the Kundalini can start to uh, turn on because sometimes we can turn on our Kundalini a little too soon and it hits these blocks and they can, uh, they can manifest as a very kind of real symptom in the body oftentimes. Yeah. Well, we don't want that. No, no. <laughs> that is not something that we want at all. Yeah, because I, I know how powerful that energy can be. Very powerful, and, yes. Oof. Yeah, and some people have it turn on spontaneously. You know, many people show up for class and show up just asking questions because something like that turned on spontaneously in them, and now they're going, what is happening to me? Um, and yeah. So how do you tell people when a kundalini is opened up what they might feel? Like the variety of feelings um, that you've heard of. Yeah, a lot of times it can be a real heightened sensation in the body. So there's a real alertness to it. Uh, it could be like a hot flash, um, which may or may not be like, you know, real hot My flashes. My kundalini but, is opening up right, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like a, a flash of getting flush, like when you take niacin. Uh, the kundalini is a real powerful healing force in the body. So it tends to push everything out. And that can be like this real hot force of energy that, that kind of heats up. <laughs> and, and in our part of our healing process, I think a lot of times when we have a, a fever, there's this real intense energy kundalini running through us. It's like a, a healing force as well as an awakening force. Yeah. Interesting. That's fascinating to think. I've never thought of having a fever and kundalini opening at the same time, but okay. Yeah. I can see where that can be. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. You know what? Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about spirit guides and mediumship. What the, What is the mediumship and our charity shout out. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. But if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Cody Ender, and Cody is a spiritual teacher, energy healer, host of Energy Matters podcast. If you want to look up Cody and what he does, his website is intuitivevision.net. And if you want to reach out to Cody, other than calling on the show, which I welcome you to do, you can write to him at Cody at intuitivevision.net. Okay, so I'm going to bring Cody back, but we're going to start out with our charity shout-out time. And Cody's charity is St. Jude's. So let's talk about St. Jude's and your passion for it, supporting it. Well, you know, I've, I've always kind of had a passion for um, children's charities, actually. So, I mean, like CASA and there's other ones that I, I've always been interested in. But a few, about a decade ago or so, an, an old friend of mine lost a child to cancer oh, and that so just sorry. really changed my um, perspective and, and view on things and and I've just been donating to St. Jude's ever since uh, she they used went through St. Jude's and, and were very grateful for the help they received uh, even though they ultimately lost their child so that is but the care the charity. child got while it was the, right. while she or he was at the she, hospital yeah. she was 
It had to be amazing. I know that um, I love the story about how it got started. Yes. You know, that Danny Tom has prayed to St. Jude that if you give me success and fame and, you know, I make money, I will do something in your honor and started St. Jude's. And it's it's a phenomenal endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful organization. So. Yeah. And the fact that his three children are still, you know, supporting it, building it, growing it and keeping it alive is phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. Okay. So we were talking about, I was, I wanted to talk about spirit guides. So do we all have spirit guides? What are spirit guides? How do we know if they're intervening and talking to us? Right. Those are great questions. I mean, and those are questions that, that many people come with to class, right? Like where do I have a spirit guide? Where, where is my spirit guide? What's my spirit guide saying to me? Um, so in, in a reading setting, we, we would look at the person individually and answer those types of questions. You know, as a, as a teacher, um, part of the goal is to open people up to making those types of connections. And I think we all do have spiritual guidance. I think we all do have a spirit guide uh, or more than one at some level that is uh, there to be connected with. And I just think that's part of, of the game that we're in, that we're not alone uh, here, even though we, we seemingly are, but that there is some spiritual guidance to be had. Um, I don't think spirit guides are those, those guides that are pushy. They tend to be there like holding, like a parent might be that's holding space and, and ready to validate or answer a question when it's asked. So sometimes we have to turn to our guides. Um, on occasion, you know, the, and this is like there might be a pre-agreement where a guide's going to kind of be a little bit more uh, forceful about, you know, trying to, to kind of open you up at a certain stage in life. Um, we also, uh, the, one of the practices I teach is energy healing, and we use healing guides for that. So part of learning about your own uh, healing and opening up in terms of an ability to heal and opening up to that, uh, we also teach people how to, to connect with a healing guide and use that healing guide in a, in a particular way to help. Same. To heal, so you're not using all your own energy as a healer to heal, but you're right. Using the energetic, this. yes. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying? I just want to clarify this. You would your your guides would be your healing guides would be different from, let's say, your general information guides. I think so. One of the things that you start to find when you when you open up to, uh, and, and I should be more specific than saying intuition. When you open up to your psychic ability of seeing energy and spirit, you start to discover that there are different kinds of guides that are around people. So some guides are here to actually teach or guide us along a path. And other guides kind of vibrate a little bit lower, more in the world where they could come through and uh, heal the aura and chakra energies. And so oftentimes they are different. And if I'm going to work with someone and teach them how to work with their healing energy, oftentimes I'll help them get a specific guide that's for healing other people. And that's different than their personal guide that's for, you know, their own uh, personal direction. 
So you're able to call in a specific guy. So for example, if you knew Archangel Raphael, let's say I'm just using, you know, he helps right. with healing. You could call him specifically to be your guide or I don't well, know. I'm, I'm, it, would be, names, it would be more like you would call on that guide or that energy to while you're, if you're doing a healing, let's say. So yes. in that interaction of healing, um, you would call on whatever energy it is you're going to use in that healing and you learn how to work with and, and bring that energy through. Yes. So that some of your healing guides may not be, uh, you know, a guide that is your personal guide for your path, but they may be a guide that shows up and is here to help heal in the world and it's going to work through you in a healing way. Yes. Perfect. And let's talk about the difference between mediumship and psychic and intuitive. So right. What is and, that? and so a lot of that, you know, like I said, that big umbrella word psychic really um, kind of covers all of it in some ways, but there, there is a difference like mediumship is our ability to open up and bring energy through, say, from the other side. So our ability to uh, connect with uh, kind of energies beyond the veil or, or kind of beyond this world, uh, we could call that our mediumship. And that might include talking to spirit in many ways. Um, and certain aspects of um, mediumship can come through uh, you know, people like Edgar Casey would speak, but also come through and heal. Uh, so there's really many different forms of that kind of mediumship. Uh, these days, we see a lot of mediums who are talking to people who've passed. So they're being the medium between that spirit world and the physical world. And I think what when we talk about psychic, being psychic or clairvoyant, uh, we're talking about being able to connect with and read uh, the energy in and around a person. So to read your aura and your chakra energies and what you are creating in the world, uh, your psychic energy basically to connect with that and read it, uh, we would call that being, being psychic or clairvoyant. Although the clairvoyant can see spirit. Um, you know, the clairvoyant is one of those abilities where you can kind of see, since you're looking, you can really see all the different levels uh, where the medium can bring spirit through in a different way. Uh, but there's crossover, you know, it's not, they're not hard lines. They're just words we're using to describe things. And it's just what muscles stronger. I know for me, I, I have, a, I'm very good with clear knowing uh, and I'm clear audience, but on occasion... I see dead people. I see spirit. Right. And it, I find it to be so cool. Well, yes. You know, the first time it happened, I, w I didn't ask for it. I was having lunch with my husband. And I've told this story before. And there was an event being set up in the back for a girl who had been murdered a few blocks away from this restaurant. Right. And she came to me. And she's like jumping up and down. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're doing this for me. It's, you know, for me. Oh, and wow. Yeah, and then so she goes, you need to tell them, you need to tell them. So my husband and I went in the back afterwards. We participated by buying raffle tickets and this and that. And she's like tapping me on the shoulder. And this is what I hear about spirit. She tapped me gently, goes, go on, tell her. Because we were talking to one of the volunteers. 
And I just let it go because there was no place to cut in and say something without looking like, what are you talking about? Right. And she, she's like, and then she taps harder and then she taps harder. And I mean, it's pretty much, she's like pushing me to talk to this woman. Right. And finally, the, you know, the conversation opened and I said, she is so excited that and so happy that you're doing this in her name. And poof, she went away. And my husband was mortified because as we're walking out, he goes, Marlon, nobody knows what you do. What are you saying? Because right. like, <laughs> it was like such a random thing to say. Right. And I said, but I had to. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, yes. was, I was being, yes. you know, she wasn't going to leave me alone. And frankly, I felt it physically, the tapping, and it wasn't too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they could be pretty powerful, those those energies and those forces. And they want the messages known, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And, and you know, that that's true. I think the more we tap into this awareness of, of our own psychic intuition and energies, that uh, whether it's messages from our higher self or from a guide or, or something that we encounter, if we start to surrender to that and and honor that message. And it's not that we have to go out and tell the world, but that we recognize and validate that that's real and that's there. Uh, it starts to maybe change how we approach the world and, and some of our interactions and actions. Yeah. Perfect. So we have a couple of minutes. Let's talk about this class that's coming up in spring of 2020. Yeah, spring is around the corner, literally. Actually, we're going to start uh, March 24th is the beginning of the, the class. And it's a uh, intuitive training. It's the first three months. So it's kind of our level one class to get started in uh, learning all the different energy psychic tools to get centered in and open up in your intuitive awareness uh, safely to start to open up to read uh, and see energy. And you can do this us. online? And we do this online. So these days, that's the beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, back when I started, it was all in person and you had to go somewhere. And now we have this beautiful, wonderful technology that allows us to bring people together from all over the world. And so we get all different walks of life coming together, coming into an energy space that's safe and validating to explore our psychic abilities to turn on to and connect uh, with our spiritual abilities and start to, to have a safe place to ex express them. It's kind of a, a playground to explore those abilities. And it's safe because they can be scary. A lot of us had shut them off because something happened that was yeah. a little scary yeah absolutely cody we have come to the end of our time but to you out there in the listening audience if you want to look into this this class and into cody please check out intuitive vision <clears throat> excuse me dot net if you want to write to cody cody at intuitive net. um cody thank you so much i just oh, love this welcome. conversation we i had a great time thank you likewise and come to energy matters academy.com that's where you'll find the course information energy, energy matters, matters academy? academy yes so we have our energy matters podcast and we uh we decided to kind of start uh, a school out of that separate that's energy matters academy Perfect. Thank you. Thank I you want so to thank, much. My pleasure. I want to thank Voice America and everybody there for helping me put on the show every single week. You do a great job. So grateful to you. To Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant, my right arm, my left arm. Again, grateful because 
She does a lot of my tech stuff, thank goodness. I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking time out of your day to be a part of the show. You know, we whether you were able to come on live or you're coming on later, the energy is still there and the information is just as powerful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to next week's show and I look forward to participating. Remember, you can always call in to talk to the guests. Don't be shy. It's okay to do that. So feel free next week to call in. Um, And until our next show, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Thank you so much for being with me.